And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 reads, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. If you can recall, we examined the phrase, blessed thee. Amen. We looked at the word thee. We said, notice that the Holy Ghost did not move on Moses' heart to write, the Lord bless thou. He said, bless thee. Because thee means you. Thou means you all. Amen. It is something personal. In other words, God has your need and my need on mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying, saints? These are things we need to know. We need to know that God is involved with us. God, what I realize is while the Bible seems to be indicating, not seems, the Bible is indicating that God is making every attempt to draw close to us. For some reason, human beings see fit to put distance between us and God. Mm-hmm. They call him father somewhere up there. No, he's dad. No, he's father too. But I'm saying he's dad. Mm-hmm. And so when he says, when he uses the word thee, he means God is saying that, look, I have intimate knowledge of your individual needs. I know what you need. I know where you are. I am a high priest who's touched with the very feelings of your infirmities. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You need to know that and not let the devil, amen, bring thoughts. Let me say it again. Not entertain thoughts from the enemy. Thoughts that will put distance between we and God. It is time we need to know how much God loves us. Not how much you and I love God. No, no, no. It's how much God loves us. That is so important. On Wednesday past, we spoke about um, the new Jerusalem that's coming down. And the Bible focuses on the walls of the new Jerusalem. The walls of the new Jerusalem. And we began to get into the, into the dimension of the walls. But what God was telling us is the walls, we said, is pointing to God's protection that we experience right now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Since are you are you are you seeing, are you getting what I'm saying, Saints? The walls of the new the walls, John said he saw a city coming down from heaven in real time. And there were four major walls surrounding that city. Walls of protection, thick walls. The Bible called them great and mighty walls. Great, mega, mighty, they were tall. You could stand and look at the top, you'll never see the top if you stand looking from the earth. And God is telling us through this city of his protection for us. In other words, God's protection is great and mighty. <laughs> Come on somebody. And you get what I'm saying? So the next time the devil try, amen, to bring sickness and disease and destruction, you will tell him God's protection is great and mighty. Amen. I'm not afraid. Oh, hallelujah. And so these are the things we need to, we, we need to know about um, what God thinks about us. Not necessarily what we know about God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's late and we need to know these things. So when you open your mouth and say, the Lord bless me, you need to know what it involves. Amen. And so we continued here. The... 
We said, as, as we said, it, it's having, it's a father having personal inf information about the needs of his children and he's communicating that, hey, I know, I'm aware. I'm not absent. Amen. We went on and we, we look at the, we started looking at the word bless. We said the Hebrew word for bless is Barak. You remember that? And by the root of Barak is to kneel. And, and, and to kneel is indicating that how, that's how the blessing was communicated, transferred. You are to kneel to receive the blessing. So we, we, I know we went through it quickly. We had communion, but I want to take time to explain. Amen. So we'll know what, what's involved in this, this. This is a loaded word. So to kneel, that's the original meaning. But we said in the early 14th century, it took on a different meaning, which is to invoke or pronounce God's favor or empowerment upon. You remember, we looked at the etymology of the word. I don't want to get into everything we did last week. I mean, but I need you to understand what we're doing. So I'm setting a foundation. The etymology of the word seems to indicate that in the 14th century, it, was a, it took upon a different meaning. And that is to invoke or pronounce God's favor or empowerment upon. So when you say, the Lord bless me, you are saying you are invoking God's pronouncement of favor. And empowerment. And since what I want to do is I want to show you why this is so necessary. It is so necessary for us to understand what in what the Lord bless you means. I mean, we are a fortunate, we are a fortunate group of people. We are very fortunate. The thing is, we need to know that and need to act like it. Amen. And so we looked at Genesis chapter 1. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 21. Amen. And see exactly what it means to invoke or pronounce God's favor of or empowerment upon. Let us see how that word blessing plays out in Genesis chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. And the reason why I'm going through this, as I said last week, is because... Many times we think blessings only refer to having more compassion and more love and more kindness. Since there is nothing wrong with that. But um, as we did last week, the Bible always translates blessings in, into something that's materialistic. You see, it is not something that, yes, more love, more kindness. But you will see whenever blessing was conferred, there was a material manifestation and I'm not talking about, listen, since I'm not talking about getting uh, rich quick. Are you getting what? Um, it's Bible. It has nothing to do with hyper Pentecostalism or hyper. Um, uh, there was another word we used last week. It has nothing, nothing to do with that, but it's biblically sound. When a blessing was conferred, it manifested in a material way. Amen. So let's look at it here. Genesis chapter 1 verse 21. It reads, And God created great wills and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly. After their kind and every winged, we said winged fowl were birds. You remembered? Winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was what? Here verse 20, 22 comes. And God, what did God do? Bless them. How did he bless them? He said some things. Amen. He said what he said. He said be fruitful. And what? 
and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply on the earth. Was it so when God said that? Yes. If you go to the sea. Yeah, if you, if you. <laughs> I, I grew up 50, I grew up 50 feet from the sea. And I was, I was always in the water. Yes. I know about sea. I know about the fish. Amen. I, the last time I checked, the sea was still full of fish. God spoke that from the beginning. Amen. It manifested in a material way. You see? And so when we say that, and again, I'm being very careful because this particular teaching has been, has been taught as a prosperity teaching. It's a prosperity gospel. No. It is a biblically sound gospel. Amen. And so let's look at another uh, um, verse 22. We looked at verse 22. The blessing in verse 22, as we said, was the multiplying of fish. Amen. The ability to reproduce was ingrained or infused in the fish. So they didn't have to go back to God and ask, can you bless me again? No, no, no. The ability, the empowerment was given to them. The favor was conferred upon them to reproduce. Are you with me, saints? And so they had, they were they empowered to do so. And I'm going to show you why we need to be empowered also. There is something that's working against humanity. And I'm not talking about the devil. That's a given. That's a given. We know that he's the enemy of our souls. But there is something. Amen. Working against us that I want to bring to attention so we can appreciate the blessing. Amen. Okay, let's jump over to Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 quickly before I get into that. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Yeah, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them. Who are the they? Yeah, he's talking about, he's referring to Adam and Eve. Amen. Same chapter, lower down. And God blessed them and God said unto them. What did God say to Adam and Eve? And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing. That's what God, that's what God said. Though notice it said and God did what? Bless them. What was the blessing? The blessing was the ability to be fruitful and, and multiply and to replenish the earth. And to subdue it. And to have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth on the earth. That was the blessing. Amen. Do we still have dominion? Yes. That is why when you're in the forest. An animal sees you it runs. Because God blessed us that way. Some of you are saying well lions don't. Or, or, or snakes don't. Or bears. <laughs> hear me. Or bears. It happens when you take your authority. Are you with me? It happens when you take your what? Your authority. You got to open your mouth and say something. I was sharing with Eric last week, last week, Wednesday, that um, in, in 1996, I used to live off Lipona, Lipona Road. Lipona is of Pensacola. I'm not sure if you know. And in one of the apartments behind there, we were living. Uh, we went to one of the apartments and um, it was very hot inside and outside. So I said, since it's hot inside and outside, let me go out and 
you know, and feel the wind, the air. So I stepped out and there was a young lady walking her dog. She had a pit bull. And, um, you know, the pit bull was ferocious. When it saw me, it ran towards me. And because it was so strong, the cord came off the lady's hand. And the pit bull was heading towards me. I know it was over for me. But somewhere, somehow, when the pit bull was airborne, coming from my throat, I said, Jesus! And since literally I saw the pit bull, something, an angel took the pit bull and body slammed the pit bull. I'm not telling you something Jones or Ray Ray told me. I get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you what happened to me. The name of Jesus. So when we sang, let we just sang, let every other name fade away. That name has power. So I shouted, Jesus. And the dog began to scream and run back. The girl, the girl saw it, and she both she and the dog ran. She must have thought <laughs> she must, that, that's a male witch. <laughs> but it says, I'm saying there is still power, that dominion, that name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you use that name. So you may be saying, well, this animal, that animal. I believe when you take your authority, that blessing still manifests itself. Amen. That name of Jesus is a powerful name since. And this is what I'm saying. We need to get to the point where we begin to believe God and believe what he's entrusted to us. Are you kidding me? Hallelujah. So we saw the blessing manifested that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me show you now why God blessed Abraham. I'm going to show you why the blessing is so important. Before I get to other areas in the Bible to show you how um, uh, um, Jabez asked for a blessing. Why did Jabez ask for a blessing? Why did Esau cry so hard to his father? Dad, do you have one more blessing for me? My brother Jacob stole my blessing. Do you, can you give me one blessing, Dad? I'm going to show you why Jacob fought with an angel and said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. You see, the blessing was valued back then. Somewhere, somehow, the value that was placed on the blessing seems, seems to have evaporated. What is going on? So let me show you what was going on. I told you there was something working against us. You see, the reason why the blessing is so important is because of the curse spoken by God on the earth due to Adam's disobedience. You remember when that happened? You, there was up in the Garden of Eden, all Adam had to do is reach out and pick this fruit. That's all they had to do. After they disobeyed God, God began to curse the earth you remember that? <laughs> Let me show you. We need the blessing to subdue the effect of the curse. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? 
That's why we need the blessing. Let me show you from Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. We need the blessing. Amen. We need to be empowered. We need to be favored and to prosper because of the, 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 the effect of the curse. Now, I will tell you, no Christian is cursed. Let me say that again. No Christian is what? Galatians chapter 3.13 tells us that Jesus became a curse for us. Amen? Okay. So, you, you got it? In Genesis chapter 3. And the Lord God said unto the serpent. That's after the serpent. After the serpent. Beguiled Eve and told her to eat the fruit. Remember that? Uh-huh. She ate the fruit. The eyes were opened. God came on the scene. Called for them. They were hidden. Here is God. Notice what God is doing. And the word cursed is used. And the Lord God said unto the serpent. Because thou hast done this. Thou art what? Cursed above all cattle. And above every beast of the field. Now God is going to detail. The extent of the curse. What, what, what is the extent of the curse? He said what? God said upon your belly shall thou go. Which means that the snake was not on his belly before. So it continues. And thus shall thou eat all the days of your life. Because of the curse. Let me ask you. Have you ever seen a, sta a snake with, with legs? So would it be okay to say the curse is still going on? <laughs> I'm trying to show you something here since it says, it says here and, and, and what else? Can you go to verse 15? Verse 15 says, and I will put what? Between you and the? Between you and the woman. Are women afraid of snakes or not? <laughs> oh. Is there enmity between snakes and human beings? Yes, yes. And between the, thy seed and her seed. Amen. <laughs> and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Amen. Now, yes, we are all seeds. Amen. But specifically here, this is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Mary and Jesus. Amen. He's saying there is a time coming because the snake was influenced by the devil. So indirectly, God is referring to the devil. He's saying you worked away, worked your way in Eve's heart through that through that animal, and God is addressing the devil. One day, yeah, you're going to bruise his heel, which means that he'll die on Calvary, amen. But he's going to do what? Yeah, he'll bruise your head, amen. He'll destroy you. So we see, I'm, I'm, I'm making my point here to, so you and I can see that there was something that was placed in effect. Amen. That's, that's, that's working against humanity. And the only way you and I can be rescued from it is to be in Christ. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting to a point here. Amen. It says here now, can you go to verse 16? Verse 16 of the same text. Verse 16 says, now he just cursed the, he just cursed the serpent. And you and I can conclude that that curse has not been reversed. Amen. He's continuing. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrows and your conception. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children. 
and thy desire shall be towards thy husband and he shall rule over you. Are women still having problems bringing kids? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me say it another way. Are women still going through pain and sorrow when they're bringing forth? So would it be okay to say that has not been reversed? And notice what he said. And he said, because of that, because of what you, because when sin enters, everything, it changes the picture. God said, not only will you bring, you multiply in sorrow, but your desire, your desire shall be towards your husband. And notice the but, but means a change in direction. It means what's referring to before and after the but, it's in the same sentence. God said, your desire shall be towards your husband, and but he shall rule over you. Meaning that you've opened up a door for there to be, um, I'm looking for antagonism. That's the word. Between wife and the husband. There's going to be issues now because you've stepped out of line. So that's why said, your desire, it doesn't mean to be in love with him. Oh baby, I love you. If that was the case, he would not have said, but he will rule over you. In other words, he won't back down. He's going to put his foot down. No, no. What, what, what did the uh, and he and he shall what rule? Why would you tell some? Come on, somebody. I can go back to uh, to uh, to chapter four where the same word is used uh, towards um, Abel. What's Abel's brother? Cain. Where Cain? Where God told Cain, "Look, sin wants to rule over you." If very same word. God told Cain, sin's desire, sin's desire is to take over you. The same word right here. But he told um, Cain, you need to rule over it. Same, I'm not saying, listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, because of sin, there's, God said there's going to be conflict. Thank you, that's the word I'm, in marriage. But you and I have to know that and behave as God's children to reduce the conflict. That's all God is saying. Because of sin, there are some things that were introduced that's that you and I have to be aware of. We see the we see the snake is still on his stomach. We see that women are still bringing forth in sorrow. In a while, he's going to show us where he told Adam, from now on, you're going to work. There'll be sweat. The, have you seen men sweating working? Have you seen women sweating working? My wife comes home and she's mentally exhausted. That is what you call sweat. Let me ask you since has that changed? It has not changed. That's why I'm telling you the blessing is what's going to subdue the effect of the curse. Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? That is why you see there is such an emphasis on the blessing. That's why Isaac, Rebecca heard, Rebecca heard. Isaac told Esau, can you go get me venison so I can bless you? And she said, the blessing is about to release. I pray for Jacob. And she connived her way. All because of a blessing. Because when a blessing was conferred, it materialized. Oh, come on, some. Are you getting me, saints? 
and everybody in the ancient time knew about the power of the blessing we nowadays got so smart we forget about the power of the blessing <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus so since are you get it are you, are you hearing what I'm saying can can we go further into the verse further can you go to verse verse 17 verse 17 now he spoke to the the serpent he spoke to the woman now he's speaking to the man and unto Adam he said because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife and has eaten of the tree of which I command thee saying thou shalt not eat of it so God said because I told you do not eat of the fruit and because you love your wife so much uh, you disobey me amen because you know when he saw Eve he said Woo, man. amen that's why she's called woman amen <laughs> I'm in love I'm in love amen <laughs> and you're supposed to be in love with your spouse Amen. But if your spouse is getting you to disobey God, mm, you got to say, hey, God said this, and you want me to do this. Hey, since he's in charge, so both of us wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> Let's please God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> how many of you just love the Bible? And so listen to what he told Adam. He said, I, yeah, he said, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. There's a colon verse. He said, cursed is the what? No, no, no. This is what I want you to realize. God never cursed an individual. I needed to see that. No, he's never cursed anybody. God will never do that. Notice what he's cursing. He said, cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of your life ha, ha, has that changed no no he, he said thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you and you shall eat the herb of the field you know how one of the hardest one of the most lab, laborious is um uh, uh employ um i'm looking forward employment amen there is is farming lord have mercy I have I have done farming. I have done I have done farming. I have laid concrete. Lord Jesus. This is correct. I remembered when I had to my, at 10, 10, 11, I had to get up about four or five in the morning to go and plow. We used to wait when the duke falls because you cannot do it after one in and five, five thirty. I'm out there plowing with cows and donkeys, waiting for my day of deliverance, and it came, thank God. <laughs> Talk about hard work. I know what hard work is. Right here, it hasn't, um, it hasn't stopped. And what the blessing does is the blessing gives you what I call the slight edge. Mm, are you getting what I'm, God will give you wisdom, understanding. He'll take you super pleasant if you're natural. So that which is hard will be easy. 
Are you hearing what I'm so so we need to start employing that particular advantage God gave us? Why should we forget about it? We see our forefathers crying, begging for it. And that's why it's, you and I have to be so careful when we go out there and well think it's my life, I'm going to do it my way. No, 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 no. No, no. You want the empowerment of the blessing. You need that. And if there is no, you, you need to bless yourself. You hear what I'm saying, saying? You don't listen. You need to bless yourself. And the way you bless yourself is you open up your mouth. Oh God, we give you praise. So he continued, thorns and thistles, verse 18, it bringeth forth unto thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field, 19, in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread. That was never the case in the Garden of Eden. Never the case. In the Garden of Eden, Adam just stretched forth and get himself a fruit. And he went forth and get himself some sweet sop. Mm, isn't that wonderful? Pick some mangoes. What a blessing. When sin was introduced, they were kicked out of the garden. And that's when the curse came into effect. And brothers and sisters, as I said, the curse is subdued by the blessing. The effect of the curse. Amen? Oh, can you give God praise? God is such a wonderful God. And that's why you need to know that. So you can speak that forth on everything you do. You can tell your body, look body, be rejuvenated. Are you, you, you have to bless yourself. I can do this. I got Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Come on soul, open up your mouth. Why art thou quieted within me? Say something. Not just go along with the problem. You have the blessing. Yeah, yeah I know how you feel. But you've got the blessing to change your circumstance. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, can somebody say praise the Lord? You know, the entire book of Ecclesiastes references the struggle humans. <laughs> uh, the struggle humans go through on this earth. Let's, let's read what Solomon said. Amen. This is King Solomon in his backslidden state expressing his observation of life on the earth. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Listen to what Solomon said. Verse 1. So Solomon said, so I returned and considered all the oppressions. Can you see oppressions? That are under the sun. Under the sun is a reference to on earth. Is earth under the sun? Yes, under the sun. He's, notice he's going to explain there is a colon he said and behold the tears of such as were oppressed he said and they had no comforter and on the side of the oppressors there was what power but they had no comforter listen to verse 2 wherefore because of what I see, he's saying, because of the misery and the oppression I see under the sun. Guess what he said? He said, I praised the dead. I praised the dead which are already dead more than the living which are yet alive. Solomon said, because of the misery and the injustice and the wickedness and the curse I see, it is better to be dead than to be alive. 
It's right here, saints. I'm not making it up. Oh. He continues, listen to what he said in verse 3. He said, yes, better is he than both they which have not yet been. He said, it's better not to be born than to be born. How many of you know I'm talking about? You feel the struggle. Yeah, you, it's, it's like just, just breathing is hard. <laughs> are, you, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes your body speaks to you. It is all because of what happened in the beginning. The curse. Hear me since. God has given us the blessing to correct that. Amen. God has given us the blessing to correct that. The struggle, God has given us the empowerment, the favor. Amen. And we need to know that. Because if you do not know that, life will, life will, life will not make sense to you. You'll think, you'll start feeling, uh, you'll start feeling sorry for yourself. Start saying, why me? Why couldn't it be somebody else? Look, why not you? You got God. <laughs> I had somebody complaining to me. And I said, I said, you're complaining? And I said, aren't you a Christian? I, why, won't, why would you want to put that situation on somebody else? Why not you of everybody else? Because you've got the power. You've got the blessing. To change that situation. Not why you. The answer should be why not me. I can change that situation. Anyhow. So, so, so we see here. That. It is important to recognize. The blessing. And embrace the idea of the blessing. Because we need the blessing to subdue the effect of the curse. Amen? Can you say subdue the effect of the curse? And that's why you see, from the very first time God met Abraham, he said, I will bless you. And I will bless every nation that comes through you. That is why God is doing that. Because he knew of the curse. He said, I'm going to bless you because the environment is cursed. And because you have to live in that environment, you are up against some things. And if God says the environment is cursed, you must believe it's cursed. God who said it. In you, see the kind of you see the environment you're living in. Mm, the injustice. The oppression. Mm, you see the poor is trying. Is just trying to breathe. The well. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. So. Saints. As of today I want you. To begin depending on the blessing. Amen. Say the blessing. I mentioned Rebecca earlier on, but I want to just read the story quickly for you so you can see it. Because, because I need you, as you read the story, the importance of the blessing, amen, uh, will become real to you. Genesis chapter 27, Genesis chapter 27, verse 6 and 7, and then we'll jump over. You got it? Quickly. Then I'll take you to Jabez, how Jabez asked the Lord to bless him. Indeed, Amen. Genesis 12, uh, sorry, 27, we got it? Verse 6, it reads, And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard your father speak, speak unto his brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat. 
that I may eat and bless you before the Lord before I die. She told Jacob, hey, your dad just told Esau to go hunt and cook him some venison because his father is about to bless him. Son, I prefer you. You are my favorite. I need you to get that blessing and not Esau. And the boy told his mother, he said, Mother, that's not right. He said, if my father found out that I am not Esau, he's going to curse me. It will not. She said, let your curse be upon me. That's how much they value the blessing. Just for the blessing. And and notice, notice, she continued. Now, now, now here, now here is Jacob after he and his mother connived. Amen. Uh, uh, um, worm, worm their way into a blessing. Can you go to verse 21? And Isaac said unto Jacob, I, now, now he's in the presence of his father. His mother, listen, his mother went and caught um, a deer and prepared it for him. You know, you know, wife knows how the how, how husband like their food. So she prepared it. And she gave it to uh, Jacob to bring to his father to be blessed. So, so notice, notice. And Isaac, verse 21, and Isaac said unto Jacob, come near. Because Isaac suspect, look, it's true. Isaac, had, Isaac couldn't see properly. Somebody said he had cataract. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> That's what somebody says. Amen. <laughs> he couldn't see. And Isaac told him, um, please. Now Isaac said unto Jacob, come near, I pray thee. That I may feel you, my son. Because Esau was hairy, Isaac wasn't. Jacob wasn't. So wherefore thou be my very son Esau or not? And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father. And he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. Because Jacob went ahead, he and his mother, they went ahead. And they killed an animal. And put the fur of that animal on Jacob and Jacob had Esau's clothes on him so he's smelling like the field and he's furry <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that because all that was done because of what the blessing one thing only the blessing and when Isaac blessed his son Jacob even if it was the wrong son he could not take it back he could not Take back the blessing because it went out of his mouth. I want to show you here. Listen, listen carefully since. Let's go further down and let's hear what Isaac told Jacob. Can you go to um, verse 28? Verse 27. Let's back up to verse 27. And he came near. Isaac came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment. Amen. He took Esau's clothes. And what did Isaac did? blessed him and what did Isaac did he said there is always a saying that comes and the reason I'm enforcing that you got to say is because we have too many quiet Christians mm -hmm. too many what quiet Christians you got to bless yourself bless your children bless your spouse wife bless his husband husband bless his wife bless what you're going to do are you are you getting what I'm saying saints Okay, and, and said, see the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord blessed. Verse 28, therefore, he's, he's, now he's speaking. He said, therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven 
and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. The Lord be Lord over your brethren. See what he said to him. Be Lord over your brethren and let your mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be everyone that curse you and bless be he that bless thee. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had blessed, had made an end to blessing Jacob. Here comes Esau. Esau, Esau came in and, <laughs> and, and verse, let's go to verse, um, verse 31, verse 32. Jacob left the room after he received the blessing and Esau came in. V verse 32. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? Because he now came with his dish. He said, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. Verse 33. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. Isaac is afraid. He said, Oh my God, I released the blessing. I cannot take it back. Even if I release it to the wrong son, I cannot take back the blessing. He began to tremble. I, since I, I, what I'm going through the story because you're going to come across, you know, parishioners and other Christians that's going to try to convince you that saying speaking is wrong. I hear, I hear it on, I hear it on the radio, I hear it on TV, where people call, where people call it, um, prosperity Christianity. They call it a hyper Pentecostal, hyper charismatic. It is not. It is biblically sound doctrine. And I feel so burdened and sorry for those who believe otherwise. It is the right thing to speak over and don't let your conscience your conscience, sometimes our conscience gets the best of us. Tell your conscience, hush! I'm doing something here. You'll criticize me later. You got to fight for that. Amen. You got to fight. Conscience, well, you haven't prayed. You just gossiped. You, did, you just did this. You're not wrong. No, no, no. Tell conscience, no, no, no. You didn't make me right. God made me right. <laughs> Any, <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus and he trembled verse, are we on verse 33 and he trembled exceedingly and said who where is he that have taken venison and brought it to me and I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him yes and he shall be blessed he said I have blessed him and indeed he's going to be blessed I gave him my all <laughs> and, and notice notice Esau's response you know you know if the blessing if it, if it was one blessing you know Esau would say okay well let me go he gave it to him Esau knows of the importance of the blessing notice Esau's reaction and when Esau heard the words of his father he cried with a great exceeding and bitter cry and said unto his father bless me daddy even me also dad oh my father and he said your brother came and suddenly and have taken away your blessing. Can you go to verse 88? Verse 38. Verse 38 quickly. Jump over to verse 38. You got it? And Esau said unto his father. Has thou one blessing daddy? Bless me daddy. Even also my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Telling his daddy. Bless me daddy. Can you give me 
<laughs> Today we take it for granted. You know. Today we take it for granted and and I, I think that's where we are where we are. That's why I'm sharing you with you this right here because God forbid something else escapes escapes uh, a place where the experiment on bacteria like COVID escaped. How you call these places where they experience an experiment? A lab. God forbid another virus escape a lab and come out again. Now you get what I'm saying? You need to know that. Hey, look, I'm blessed. No virus is going to take me and my family out. God has walled me around. I have the protection of God. Oh, you do. It is great and mighty. Uh, you got to know. You got to know. You got to tell you this disease will not take me out. Yes, the environment where I live is not good, but I have the blessings of God. Oh, oh I'm, look. <laughs> Anyhow, God, I give you praise. And we have a young man here crying. And notice what his father said. We're on verse. 39 and Isaac his father answered and said unto him behold now he's blessing him he's giving him what, what's left he said your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven above from above verse 40 and by your sword shall thou live and this man relieved by his sword if you read about Esau's life it's amazing he had 12 princes and those guys they were warriors he said, and thy, by, by thy sword shall thou live and shall serve your brother. Listen, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have dominion, thou shalt break his yoke from your neck. And listen to me. What do you see happening today in the Middle East? It's exactly what this man spoke. It's exactly what's happening right here. This man did that. Um, this man did that. This man studied that. Jacob, Isaac, Rebecca, they are the ones who studied that. And that is why we need to go back and see what's happening. But guess what? We can change it around. You, you, you've got the blessing. It's the empowerment to prosper. It's invoking God's favor and God's empowerment on you. Are you with me, saints? Bless your situation. Speak over it in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Let me let me let me uh, use. Let me give you one more exhibit, and we'll bring it home. You've heard of um, you've heard of Obed Edom. Obed Edom. What happened was for one hundred years, for one hundred years, the the um, the Philistines had stolen the ark of the covenant from Israel. You know the ark of the covenant. It represents what the presence of God. The ark of the and so they stole it for one hundred years, one century. And so now David is the world superpower. He, he, bet, uh, he, um, he won the fight with Goliath. So what he did now, he owned Philistia now. He's in charge. He's large and in charge. So he decided to take the ark where they had it. Now retrieve it and take it back to Jerusalem. Uh -huh. So they came for the ark of the covenant with, you know, with their pump and music and so on. Never read how the ark should be transported. So they came and they took the ark from the house of Aminadab, uh, you know, and they've taken it to Jerusalem and a big fanfare. And they put the ark on a brand new court that was built. 
They put it. They had they had a brand new court, and they had um, they had. Uh, you know, new animals and so on and so forth. And everybody was rejoicing, praise God. For God, how God told them to transport the ark. So while they were going forth, the ark went over a speed bump. <laughs> and the ark was about to fall. And so, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, somebody, one of the guys tried touching it. To, uh, you know, to prevent it from falling. And he, he he died on the spot because God God's way of transporting the ark was to put the ark on the back of four Levites. That's why the ark had four rings at the end, so you could put poles between it, and the Levites come and four Levites should carry the ark on their back, not on a cart. It doesn't matter how expensive the cart is. And so David got scared. And so David left the ark in a man's house. His name is Obed-Edom. The ark stayed in the house of Obed-Edom for three months. And the Bible says God blessed the house of Obed-Edom to the point when David heard it. David said, oh no, oh no, oh no. That ark is not staying at Obed-Edom's house. That blessed... <laughs> That blessing is not for one man. The devil is a liar. So <laughs> it is the Bible is so beautiful. That's why I cannot put it down when I start reading it. <laughs> and David said, David said, we are going for it. And so David began to read. He read as to how we said, Oh, that's how you carry the act. You must have Levites, four on their backs. So they came with their new poles and they took the ark and they're going to Jerusalem. And David was so excited. That was when he danced his outer garment off. That's when, because he was so excited and thankful for the presence of God. The Bible says when Israel used to fight and the ark of the covenant came into the army, there was a roar. God is finally with us. I'm asking you, God lives in you and I. Why is not there a roar? Anyhow, <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And you, since it's, it's all here, and that's the problem. It's all here in our minds. What we know, what we choose to believe. Mm -hmm. There can still be a roar. Nobody has to be there for you to do your roar. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. Can you tell me how many minutes I have? I want to go, to go for 45 minutes. It says here, 2 Samuel chapter 6. You got it? Verse 11 to 12. Let's read it quickly. Because since I'm going through this, because I want you to know the importance of the blessing. What you have and what can happen to you. Amen? Yeah, verse 11. 2 Samuel verse 11 verse chapter 6. It says, verse 11 reads, And the ark of the Lord... Continued in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, how many months? And the Lord did what? You see the word blessed. Blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Verse 12 says, and it came and it was told David, saying, the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom. And all that he pertaineth, all that pertains to him because of the ark of, the, of God. So David went and brought it up. <laughs> From, uh, from Obed-Edom's house to the house of God into the city of David. With what? Gladness. Now this is what one commentator said. They said in three months, 
It became the talk of the town, of the house of Obed-Edom is blessed. He said, one can only imagine, this is a few things he said that, that possibly may happen. Visibly, tangible prosperity, unusual favor, protection, incredible joy and celebration. Listen, children doing well. People, one commentator said, you know, sometimes you have crazy kids. When the act came, his kids began behaving right. <laughs> Perhaps his family business suddenly broke through. One can only imagine, but it was, it was something people took notice of. In other words, he's saying here, when the ark came in Obed-Edom's house, people noticed there was a difference. Because there was material prosperity, things changed. Obed-Edom didn't just get nicer. He wasn't just more compassionate. No, they saw some things. And I'm going in a while to show you how God blessed the man. But before I do, since let me share this with you. I remembered in, in 2011 or 2013, I preached at a church on, um, on Orange Avenue. And I didn't realize there, there was a female in there. And I was, the, I, was, I was referring to the, some of the very same things I'm talking about now. The importance of the blessing and saying... And she said to me, so I went, I, I met her at Publix on Mahan. And she said to me, Pastor, can I talk to you? She, I said, yes. So I said, how do you know I'm a pastor? She said, you preached down the road, so I was there. I said, okay. And she said to me, I had a son. She said, I have a son. And he was in the vehicle. She said, his name, I forgot what his name meant, but his, what his name was. But she told me his name meant warlike, warlike. She said he fought every child, every teacher in school. And she said, somebody told her to change the child's name. She said, I brought that child to doctors. I thought he was mentally ill. Doctor said, he's fine. I brought him to uh, psychologists. They said, his mind is fine. I brought him to counseling. They said, he's okay. Somebody told me to change his name. And she said, I named him Michael. You know what Michael means? okay so so listen she said to me after two weeks after she changed the child's name to michael the principal called her and said look i need you to give me the name of the therapist the name of the psychologist the psychologist i want every doctor name so she's looking at him saying what what, what why would you need that she said your son Whose name was changed Michael? He now has all A's. He's so quiet in the class. <laughs> Every teacher is wondering what you did. So you must have gotten some people. And she said, no, all I did was change his name. <laughs> and I started calling him Michael. The gift from God. The warrior of God. Michael and the, and the little boy's name. What she did was she changed his name and said it. It was like it was like a blessing. It was a blessing to change his name and call him the right name. That is why I'm telling you it is so important what I'm teaching here today. I need you to understand it. All she did was change his name. And she said to me, I want you to tell everybody. Of the testimony when you can. She said, I have one of the best behaved boys in my house. She said, I had all the windows with, um, um, boarded. Um, I had, his room had almost nothing. 
Because he was fighting with everybody. He biting everybody. And all she did was change the boy's name. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. All she did was change his name. To Michael. Michael. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 29. You don't have to turn there. You see Jabez doing the very same thing. Jabez said, I'm tired. I'm tired of failing. Everything is heading south. Nothing is working for me. And he said, oh God. Oh God, would you bless me indeed? Would you enlarge my territory? And while you're doing so, would you keep your hands on me? So I'll not practice evil. And the Bible says, you see how these people value the blessing? You want to have the same advantage, the same empowerment, the same favor of God. All we have to do is speak it. Bless yourself. I remember when I, in, in 20, in about, in 20, in 2007, 2008, when I was going through this right here, I went in the room and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, boy, you are blessed. <laughs> and, 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 and would I didn't just say, um, I didn't just say, I didn't use my opinion. I opened the Bible because I know in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, God hastens to perform his word. God has one obligation and that's to speak his word. And so I begin to speak the word of God over my life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are blessed in the city, boy. You are blessed in the field. You are blessed going out. You are blessed coming. You will be above only and not beneath. Amen. I went to Psalms, Psalms 91. I said, you shall dwell in the sacred place of the Most High. Yeah, I begin to change. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Bless yourself. I say, you shall mount upon wings as an eagle. For that matter, I reverse everywhere and tear in my body. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak strength to my body. Right now, I become feeling good. Pastor, I didn't feel good at the time. But I tell you, <laughs> when you found out what you have, what's available to you, amen? I'm sharing this with you, saints. Because we do not know what's going to happen. In 2026, 2027, 28. We know what happened in 2019. But we cannot allow that to happen to us. Not being ready mentally. That's why I'm asking you now to arm yourself. Know what you have. Man, you can change the environment in your job. I, 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 I will tell you. Um, I, I give you my, my, my testimony of, the, of uh, my past supervisor who didn't like me. Didn't like me but God told me go in the office early. And pray. Amen. Go and do what you have to do. And I went there. Men, they had decided to fire me for no reason. Just because they didn't like me. At the end of my probation, they promoted me and, 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 and in, in, increased my, my salary. It's, it's just the devil. Amen. The, the, notice we said the environment is cursed, not you. The so the devil works in that environment. But when you step in that environment, you have the blessing to change it. Anyhow, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify your name. Amen. We glorify your name. We give you praise. Hallelujah.
manifestation of that blessing. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord God. I have a right to prosper. I have a right to prosper in my health. I have a right to prosper wherever I am. Because I have been enabled by God to do so. Oh, Father, we praise you. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We bless your name. Mm, thank you for the blessing. Can you say, Father, thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord has blessed me. The Lord has blessed me. Hallelujah. The Lord has blessed me. Glory be to God. The Lord has blessed me. It doesn't matter what my circumstances look like. The Lord has blessed me. And that blessing is going to manifest materially. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. God, we bless your name. We bless your name. Yes, anybody believe for it? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, hope is never lost. I'm ne never lost. Never lost. Glory be to God. Thank you, Master. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Saints, can you lift your hands up in the air and proclaim this to God? Say, Father, I thank you for the blessing. Now I know what I have. I'm going to use it. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what a blessing. You know the blessing. If you're looking today and you're not saved, today's a good day to be saved. Man, you live in an environment where there's so much injustice and so much oppression. Sometimes you may be tempted to say, where is God? God is alive and well. You need to move from darkness. That's how the Bible calls the environment out of Christ. Darkness and into his marvelous light. If you're not saved, today's a good day to be saved. If you desire to be saved, the Bible says today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today is your day of salvation. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, mm, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. So I thank you for sending Jesus to take away my sins. Say, Jesus, I repent from my sins. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord now and forever if you pray this prayer you just move from darkness to his marvelous light congratulations you are now saved hallelujah you're now a member of the body of christ send us some information at iogmtally at gmail.com iogmtally at gmail.com will send you some material so you can go in your christian life congratulations and we thank god for you amen come on congregation can you give a little thank you hallelujah 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 Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you.
Oh thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. You said Yes. I believe. Hallelujah. You said Thank you Jesus. It is done. You said Yes. I believe. Thank you Lord. Anybody believe? You Anybody believe? Yes. Hallelujah. We bless your name Jesus. Hallelujah. I yes, Lord. You said it is done. It is finished. Hallelujah. You said Thank you Jesus. I believe. You said Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's get ready to worship the Lord with our giving. Amen. Let's recite our church's giving proclamation. Isn't God a wonderful God? What He's done for us. Amen. What He's done for us. He's blessed us tremendously. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's bless ourselves. Amen. You bless by saying, <laughs> Amen. After three, two, three. Father, I thank and worship you with my tithes and offerings. It is the first fruits of what you've given me. I speak your word over my finances today. I claim and thank you that the windows of heaven's blessings and doors of opportunity are opening for me and my family now. I give, therefore, I will always have all sufficiency in all things. I have the favor of God and men, power, ability, and influence available to help me. Because I give, according to Luke 6.38, men will give to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over into my bosom. Because we give tithes and offerings, we believe that we receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, estates and inheritances, interest and income, checks in the mail, lost money found, bills paid off, debts demolished, and royalties received. Thank you, Father. My every need is supplied according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Father, your word says, my giving increases the fruits of righteousness. So I thank you for an abundance of love, joy, peace, temperance, and goodness in my life. I thank you, Lord, that you have rebuked Satan for my sake. And I stand in agreement with your word that he'll not destroy my land, he'll not destroy my blessing, and he'll not destroy my crops in the field. Thank you that heaven's unlimited rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? 
Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.